Ty. You're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. I want to talk from the book of Colossians in chapter 1, from verse 15 to verse 17. Colossians chapter 1, from verse 15 to... Welcome, I haven't seen you. Happy New Year. I'm all right. I haven't seen you in a while. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. We're going to pick up from where we stopped on the 31st. How many people came for the 31st? Was it, was it not a great? A God, yeah, thank you. It was good. It was such a good, wonderful place and a wonderful time we had in the presence of God. The book of Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 17. Uh, the Bible says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything. He was created and is supreme over all creation. He says, for, for, though, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Uh, as we rounded up 2018 and stepped into 2019, God had a central theme that he wanted us to see, he wanted us to believe, he wanted us to follow this year before we even step out into the whole of 2019. And, and, and one of the things that we need to know is that God himself has to take the center stage of our life. And the first thing I said is let God take center stage. You have to let God be the central theme of your life. And, and many of us we go from year to year, year to year, always praying, believing, fasting, doing what you need to do. But in, in the real sense of this, God is not the center of your life. And the Bible says that when there was nothing, God created the heavens and the earth. He was able to create things that the world needed because he began the beginning of all things. And I said this, and I'm going to reiterate this, that as you stepped into 29, before 29, uh, 2019 sorry, began, God had already begun a great work in you. He, he began, before you stepped into 2019, he has orchestrated, he has sorted out 2019. Before you got there, he's made things to work together and he's making things to work together for your good because he is God. He doesn't need your permission to do what he wants to do in your life. And, 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 and one of the things that we miss out is that we run after so many things as we do. And many people have walked into the 2019 and we've got a resolution. 
Uh, we've got, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Because it's going to be you. You uh, want to take the center stage of your life. But in 2019, the first thing God said to us is let him be the center. Let him take the center stage of your life. And if you were anywhere near the, the, the 31st, you could see that I used some men to, to, to surround me and God was in the middle and God was able to call things that are not as though they were. He will call your peace. He will call your joy. He will call your, your love. He will, he will call your provision. He will call your fruitfulness. But God has to be the center stage. Listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, the the, when God is the center stage of your life, he is the magnetic force that pulls things towards him and it will cause it to happen. It will cause it to happen. Let me, show, let me illustrate this with this because many people are struggling in life or will struggle this year because they don't allow God to take the center. Now listen to me. As you can see here, this is a magnet. This is the power of how God can operate, if you can get, get it on here. Uh, it, it's, it's a magnet. It's taking the center stage right now. Get it on here. It's taking the center stage. Come closer, Bob. <laughs> and put it on it. It's, yeah, yeah, you got it? It, this is the center stage. And when Christ and God is the center of your life, he has the ability to attract anything. So listen to me. When God, when they came to Jesus and they said to Jesus, they said, you need, we need to pay some taxes. Jesus said to them, he said, mm, go into the sea. Any fish you pick up, take a coin out of his mouth and go use it to pay the taxes. The problem here is this. When did the coin get into the mouth of the fish? Because generally, fishes don't swallow coins. So, listen to me. Before the fish was created... God knew what he was going to do with that particular fish. There were millions of fishes around. If you've ever gone snorkeling before, if you've never been before, try it. Uh, try it, but, 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 but I'm signing a waiver. Don't say, pastor said, God said I should go uh, uh, snorkeling or go into the sea. No, 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 no. If you go out at your own risk. But I've been there before. I've, I've, I've done it before. I did it uh, recently. I went, I went snorkeling. And, I, and, and honestly, uh, um, they, they took us to the real deep sea. And they uh, told us to jump off the boat and jump in. Now, I actually thought I could swim. And I, and I can't swim. But uh, I found out quickly that there's a difference between a swimming pool <laughs> and an ocean. Because in a swimming pool, when you're tired, you can swim and get to the shallow end. I found out that my leg was going nowhere. So I ran back to the boat and said, 
I need a life guy. I need a, I, I need a life jacket. Because I was thinking, as I got in there, I was thinking to myself, if anything happens, forgive my English, please. Who say this when we are full and we've eaten and we start messing around. She will say, you know what? Poverty doesn't kill. <laughs> it is money that kills. Uh, it, it is joy. It's when you're happy that kills. I think I'd eaten so much. I had money to go snorkeling and I just felt within myself I can do what everybody else is doing. Don't compare yourself to someone else. As I got there, even I, didn't, I couldn't call on the name of Jesus because he didn't send me. <laughs> And my wife was saying, just wear the jacket. I said, no, nah, come on, come on. So I went back and, in fact, while I was there, let me not be really busy. While I was there, the guy was put, while I was still, <laughs> you know, they said treading water. I was not, I was kicking the entire place down. And then they put the jacket on me and then, then, then I was fine. Eventually I took it off when I was more confident. But the thing is that when we now got in, I'm telling you, things and fishes I've never seen. You know, they will say you've, you meet a school of, of, of fish. I want to be clear that my English is appropriate uh, this afternoon. So, you, so we get there and you will just see colors in this side, different colors in this side. One time I saw a big fish, I kind of moved to one side like, ah, I'm not sure. And I asked the guy, are there any sharks? And he says, I don't think so. Ah. But I saw schools of fish. I saw so many different. And I started to ask God, why out of the millions and billions of fishes in the ocean, one fish would happen to eat or, no, sorry, swallow a coin. And at the time Jesus says, go pick up a fish, it happened to be that same fish. You have no idea what God is going to do in your life this year. Because while God takes the center stage of your life, behind the scenes, he's orchestrating things to work together. I miss someone upstairs saying an amen. He, he's, a, he's arranging it. He, 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 be, before the fish was born, he says, you are going to have the coin. And when I speak the word, that fish must gravitate towards my magnetic force of the word. And that's the same thing with our lives. Your life is a magnet when God is in you. When God takes the center stage, not you, not you, not your weave, not your six-pack, not your, not your car, you understand, that you think if I, if I could just get a good car, I can attract any. Yeah, you can and you will. Hmm? Guys, your car will attract. He will attract a Jezebel to you, attract the person who will kill you at the end of the day. Uh, uh, and, uh, and many women think that, oh, my high heels, when I walk around, everything starts to elevate. Your, your, it's a demotion uh, if God is not in the center of your life. But when God is in the center of your life without a car, without high heels, without a weave, Without makeup, he already has made you up because he is a magnetic force 
that can cause the attraction. And so when you make God the center of your life, when he is the center, not, not, not him being on the sidelines, and then during January, you now tell him, come in. And then when somebody walks into your life, God is not relevant, so you tell him to come out. No. Because as we go along, you will start to see something that God does in our lives. When God takes the center of our life, when he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. If it's money, he will attract it. If it's a spouse, he will attract it. He will push you in the direction of where he can call it to be. If it's a job, your CV won't work. It is God who has the magnet that brings the job. Sweatless and effortless. If it is health, meaning you may need to see a doctor. And sometimes he may need to operate. But God will bring the, not a quack, but the right doctor, bam, to you. If you need a house and you're looking for a house, they may say the location is good. But the situation may be bad. God just goes before you and makes the crooked pastor and he what? Because before you leave the house, you will say, God, go before me. Make the crooked pastor. Go before me and lead me beside the still waters. Because what, when, what God attracts, he maintains. But listen to me. If you don't seek the maker, you will never have the materials of the maker. If you don't have the creator, then you will not have the product. How many of you can walk into Buckingham Palace right now? Right now. I mean, I'm not talking about where everybody can go. I'm talking about real, real. How many of you can? But you know what? Prince Charles can, Prince Andrew can, Prince Harry can, and all the others that are attached to them can. The moment you come from that product, you have the right of the entirety of what the creator has. Are you following what I'm saying? I know there's some Republicans here who don't really believe in monarchy. Thank God for your life. God says, pray for those who are in authority, so don't crucify me. However, even if you don't like it and they give you an OB, you will still go there and take a selfie. We will see you. In fact, each step you take towards Buckingham Palace, you'll be making a film of it. So, 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 they become a product of the creator. Likewise, if God takes the center of our life, we will only become a product of what he has made. This year is the Bible. This year, God said there will be a convergence. There will be a coming together. But there must be a coming together to a central point. That central point must be Jesus who must be the center of your life. 
And listen to me, because I make God first, the Bible says it is in Psalm 34 verse 10, he says it is the young lions that lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Anything you need by the magnetism of this force, it will just attract. And it will attract quicker than if you had to do it on your own. Because when he's the center, that comes. When he's the center, that comes. When he's the center, that comes. And God said to me, he says, in your church, I'm going to make something out of nothing in the life of my people if they make me the center of their life. He says, I'm going to work it out. But let me give you some certain things and then we close. How do I know for sure that God is going to create something in me? When God looked into the earth, it was chaos. And the Bible says God created. He created the heavens and the earth. He took something that was nothing. Forgive me, theologians who have the argument. I'm just going to sit on my side of the theology. You sit on your side of the theology. We can meet next year. Uh, uh, but, 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 but God says in the beginning... He saw that there was nothing. The earth was out without, with form, without form and void. And he spoke into it. He created something to be. And I believe this year, God, if he takes the center stage of our life, he's going to make something out of it. Right now, I'm standing on this pulpit. I'm the center stage. Even when he was just uh, trying to muck around a bit, someone still told him, I'm the center. Point that thing here. Because I'm the center. All of you are looking at me. But while you're looking at me, some people are still distracted on their phones. Yeah. But I'm still the center. Everybody else is looking towards this place. But in the midst of hundreds of people in church right now, some will still drift off. And we start to wonder, why has God done it for this person and not done it for me? Because you have failed to recognize that God doesn't want to take this, be the center stage of your life only for him to give you finances. And then you walk away and say, hey, I've got money. You have forgotten that that will not last. Because we want God who is a holistic God. God that will give me peace, God that will give me joy, that God will, that will allow me to spend the money and enjoy it. God doesn't just want to give me a wife. Oh, mm -hmm. Now I've got a wife, everybody stay out of my business. Really? The reason why he gave that wife or husband to you is so that you may give glory back to him. And many times we jump out of the center too quickly. Now listen to me. How do I know that God is going to make something good out of me? You know why? Three things. One, he creates all things. God is a creator. Genesis 1, 1, I've read it in the beginning. Elohim created the heavens and the earth. He says, I will create all things. So I know that God is going to do something because he will create it. And that's this. So excuse me. I don't need to trust you because you can't create anything. 
I know many people look at someone and say, oh, they look ugly. I wonder if you can even create. You can't even create. This is the first Sunday of the month. You need to know. So I need to be nice. But you can't create anything. You even struggle to create your finances to make it work for you. And so you have the audacity to look at someone who got fearfully and wonderfully made and you say, they're ugly. But the, thing, the truth of the matter is that you can look at someone beside you and say, thank God that my life does not depend on you. It depends on the creativity of God in my life. He creates all things. Number two, God doesn't only create all things, but he makes all things. He makes all things what? He makes all things what? New. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. Let me quickly go so we can close. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5. He says, he who seated on the throne said, behold, I am making what? All things what? New. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19, he says, listen to this. He says, for I am about to do something new. I hope someone says an amen there. 2019, God is about to do something new in your life. I just missed an amen upstairs. I'm saying 2019. Let me leave you. 2019, honey, in our lives, God is about to do something new. You better put your own name there because he says, I am about. Now listen to me. God is not saying your friend. He says, I am about to do something new. He says, see, this is what I love. He says, see, I all have already begun. Meaning, before you stepped into 2019, he has started it. Uh, He says, do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create what? Rivers in the dry race. Keep that scripture up. Because two things are clear there. If it is not there, God says I will create it. In that same scripture, he says, I will create the rivers. And the second thing, he says, I will do something new. Now, let me, talk, let me talk about newness. How would, does he make something new? I said this in the first star service and it wasn't in my notes. There is a gentleman which I saw on Sky News. His name is Yannick. Yanni, 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 Yanni. Do you know what? After I finished preaching this morning, Yanni sent me a text. You have no idea. Or a message. I'll get home to read it. I I, 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 I didn't know I was going to use him. But there's a guy called Yanni. Yanni has a way of taking a car. And footballers, celebrities, they will take their car to him. Their color could be initially black, and he will change the color. But before I go there, let me make it very clear. Leicester, when Leicester won the premiership by some miracle, uh, (laughs) when they won, their chairman then, God bless his memory, the chairman gave them a car, all of the same color. Many of them took their car to Yanni. And they asked him to change the color. But there was one of them, and when they changed the color, some of them changed the color to the same color, but there was one of them who took the car and told him to change it to a different color, but put a touch to it. You know what Yanni does? 
The first thing Yanni does is he takes the car and then he wraps the car around. He just wraps it around. He doesn't paint it. He just wraps the car around. So the car that you saw me drive for three years, instead of buying a new car in three days, I take it to Yanni, 3,500 pounds, or I don't know, it depends on where you're going with it and how much you want. They wrap the entire car around and I drive it back into my house and everyone will say, oh, congratulations, you got a new car. And say, yeah, yeah. But you know what Yanni has done? The first thing he's done is making it new. He restores. He restores it. So you take the car to Yanni. Yanni now says, what color do you want? And then he wraps the entire car, does some stuff with it, and wraps the entire car. It's kind of some of us or some of you who have a private plate number. Private plate number is not a status. Trust me, it's not. It is a, it's a, it's a camouflage. Because you will not know the age of the car. Yanni would take a car and he would restore the car. He would restore the car, he would wrap it around and what went out black will come back orange. So I can take my car right now and take it to Yanni and I will drive it back in and everyone will say congratulations, congratulations. I don't have to tell you. But the first thing God said to me is I'm going to make something new in your life because I am going to restore. I am going to restore. Listen to me. In the life of Ruth, because God took the center stage, God was able to restore. Let me give you a good example because many of you do not understand this. Ruth. Ruth was a woman who had lost everything. Everything. She was a poor woman. She married a man who died. And she was a poor woman. She was following a failure called Naomi. But Naomi was the magnet of God that will attract the Boaz into our life. Somebody's going to miss this if you're not careful. So let me use women as examples for today. So now I'm gender uh, neutral. So Tony, darling, come. You are minister in charge. And uh, I'm under the rock. Come. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Siobhan, Siobhan, Siobhan. So, Siobhan is Ruth, right? Tony is what? Naomi. Siobhan has decided, oh no, Ruth, sorry, has decided I am going to follow Naomi wherever I'm going. My, my name has nothing right now. I, I, I have nothing right now. Not, not, nothing is working in my life. I'm poor. I don't have anything because I'm now treading the wheat. I'm following other people. But what Ruth does is Ruth puts her hands on Naomi. That, that typifies the leading of God. And Naomi... Although she's going through her own stuff, is the key towards where Ruth is going. What Ruth doesn't realize, and what some of you don't realize right now, is behind the scene, God is orchestrating something. 
And while Naomi and Ruth are going through their own thing, God is setting up a Boaz. But right now, they can't see anything. Naomi can't see it, and Ruth is so behind her. So if Naomi can't see, Ruth can't see anything. The only difference is that wherever Naomi goes, Ruth goes. And Ruth is going, and when Naomi stops, she stops. She doesn't understand why. Naomi says to her, wash yourself, anoint yourself, and she keeps moving. And Ruth is going. She doesn't know Boaz. Then she stops. When Naomi turns to the left, she turns to the left. When Naomi turns to the right, she turns to the right. Who is the center stage of our life? Naomi. See, it's the center stage of Ruth's life. Ruth has nothing. Nothing to her right now. But God is about to wrap something around her. God is about to do a, a yanni on, on her life. He's about to wrap something that when she appears the next time, they will not know who she really was from the beginning. And so what, what she does is that she makes Naomi, she makes her the center of her life. And God is speaking through Naomi into Ruth. Although Ruth doesn't understand. Like most of you don't understand that the person you follow is the person who will lead you to where you're going. You don't understand that. There's a premature uh, testimony, but I want the young 14-year, 15-year-old to come and give the testimony. We're just going to give you a synopsis. My wife told the, 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 the boy, he says, I need to start seeing you in church. The boy says, okay, I will drop everything I'm going to drop. Wait for the testimony. Because when he dropped that thing, he says, thank God I listened to my elders. That's the text he sent to her yesterday. That's what he said. He said, thank God I listened to my elders. Because what he used to do on Sunday, he dropped to be in church. But what the magnetic force of God has given him, I'll wait and you will hear the testimony. Beyond what anybody out there can give. And while Ruth was following Naomi, she didn't know what was going. And then they would go forward and then Naomi would say, let's turn back. And she turned back. And while she's turning back, she doesn't know what is happening. But she gradually... Gradually, move, move, move quickly, 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 move. Uh, As she was moving, Naomi says, I'm going to take you to where you will receive restoration. So, bam, she leads her to her Boaz. All the while, Boaz was sitting there in the cloud of protocol. And she would never have found her way unless God taking the center stage commands them, move, move. And they could not talk against that commandment because God has the magnetic force enough to call those things that are not as though they were. He only can call what you're looking for into your life. And how do I know God will make all things new? Because the first thing he does is he restores. So, sit down, daddy. Yes, you can sit down if you want to. Uh, so, the first thing he does is that he restores. So, when I looked at y- y- um, y- Yanni, Yanis, when I look at Yanis program, he will take this car and then he will restore it. The second thing Yanni will do, which I love, is that he does what God does. He doesn't only restore. And God is not going to only restore things into your life. But he would rename you. Mm. Yeah. Name.
Names are important in the Bible. Names are significant in the Bible. Throughout the Bible, God introduces us by names. When you hear Jabez, it says pain. Jabez had to say, you've got to change my name right now. When you hear Isaac, it's son of laughter. Uh, when you hear Samuel, he says, I ask from God. I'm not sure about the names you have these days, uh, where you get them from. Because some of you, when you have children, you now go on the internet to find something that is unique but can be devilish. But when God wants to change, he changes a name. And I saw one of these things. Just imagine, I take my car. I take it to Yanni. Yanni turns it from a blue car to a red car. Oh, she doesn't like red. A, a blue car to a, no, to a red car. Fire, 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 fire. <laughs> and I now tell Yanni, put a name on top of the bonnet. And the name says, Tie. When everybody sees that car, it may be a Ford, but they won't call it a Ford. They will say, tie. Have you realized that when you put it, the personal plate number that I bought, very cheap, but it's, it's saved me from a lot of issues. I've got T1FEM. Once I change the car, and he restored that old car into a new car, I can rename the number plate and put P-A-5-T-O-R, pastor. (laughs) Suddenly, the entire car goes from to pastor. P-A-5-T-O-R. Five, T-O-R. And whenever you see that car coming, you will say, that's pastor's car. You may be jealous, but you will still say, that's pastor's car. You may say he used the church money, but you will still say, that's pastor's car. Uh, you, may, you, may, you, may, you, may, you may go up and that's still pastor's car. You know why? Because God, because I renamed the car. And God says this year, I'm not only going to restore you, but I'm going to rename you. So when God brought Boaz down to Ruth, he named her the great grandmother of Jesus Christ. Just put her name from the Moabites right into the lineage of Jesus. Only because God took the center stage. The last thing I see Yanni do when he has restored and he renames, he resurrects. He resurrects a car that is about to be three years old, four years old, six years old, that you don't want anymore, and he makes it into new. There actually, there's, a, there's, a, there's another um, car, I don't know why I'm on cars today, but there's another car program. It's called Pimper. It's called Pimp My Rides. <laughs> and you know what happens? Is that this guy exhibits UB, bit, bit, whatever bit his name is called. You understand? He walks into a house. He knocks on the door. 
this person has been driving a car that is knocked down. And I know, I know, I know from experience. Because I used to have a car that you have to believe God. And I knew that it would work. And honestly, can I really share with you? Location doesn't change poverty. Because when I was in exile... Uh, in, in, my, in, my, in my wife's country, uh, uh, my dad had a Volkswagen. It's called Volkswagen. It's called B2. Sometimes they say you have to bend to miss a spit. Mean you have to push the. There's no. There's no. There's no. There's no. <laughs> There's no door at the back. There's only one door. But the car is such in a funny shape. You know the Volkswagen Beetle anyway. Not the one that you have now. That's not that. I'm not talking. I'm talking about those. So you have to push the seat forward. And then you have to bend. And anyone that spits at you, you would have missed that seat as you bend and you move out. That car, sometimes I'm driving and my twin brother is holding the door. And when... The government of the United Kingdom recalled me back home. And I came here. One day I was driving a car and the door was about to fall off. And I'm like, God, uh, am I in the same situation there? And am I in the same situation here? That's how bad the car was. In fact, the car that I used to ask my wife out, she was sitting in the car that day. And I said, if you say yes, you're married. She said, okay. I said, now... Okay, I said, go and think about it. And she was still sitting in the car. I said, no, you can go. I wanted her to go because I'm not sure this car will start. <laughs> when it started and I moved away. You know when you start a car and you're driving it and you cannot switch it off? <laughs> or you start a car and you put it on the top. Many of you are looking at me. Ah, God has blessed you. I'm talking about where I'm coming from. And God is about to restore somebody's life. God is about to rename someone's life. God is about to renew someone's life. So Exhibit walks into your house. He knocks on the door. I feel a knocking in someone's life right now. He knocks on the door. The person comes out, even if it's a very sophisticated, very laid back, very quiet woman. The woman, once they see X, they know that they're about to pimp the ride. She just jumps. Ah! This guy will take the car. He will put some sound system in there. He will change the entire thing. He would restore it. He would rename it. He would resurrect it. And by the time they open the veil, you would not know that it is the same car that the doors was falling apart. Is the same car that he resurrected. God said to me, if you allow me to be the center of your life, there is going to be a resurrection of everything that you have lost. 2019 is a coming together. But listen to me. When God, let me close this so I know I can close. When, when God looked at Ezekiel, he said to Ezekiel, can these dead bones live? Ezekiel said, only you God knows. Why? Because he knew that if God is the center of my life, he can do what no man can do. And so God took the center of his life. All these are, were dead bones. 
And the Bible says there was a shaking. There was a shaking. You know why there was a shaking? God was moving those bones together. There was a shaking. And I believe and I'm prophesying to someone. There will be a shaking in your life. And as he was shaking, he says, bones, you will live right now. And ah, business that died, there was a shaking. And bam, he got it. And ah, relationship that was dead, there was a shaking. And when he shakes, he moves into that direction. There's an attraction because of the magnetic ball. When there's a shaking, oh, education that seems not to go well. Bam, there's a shaking. Bam, there's a shaking. Bam, there's a shaking. And the thing about shaking is that the Bible says that my last point is that he doesn't only create. He doesn't only make new, but he holds all things together. When God does a shaking, there is also a holding together. Look at these two things. If you hold it, almost difficult to pull apart. I hear a clicking in someone's life. A clicking of greatness. A clicking of things coming together. And a clicking of things holding together. You know why? Because this is God, this is you. When you collide together, nothing can separate you. This year, let me prophesy over someone's life. That in the name of Jesus, what they used to call you, they will call you no more. When the woman was barren, She didn't need to tell them, stop calling me barren. The miracle made them call her another name. The miracle will make God them call you another name in the name of Jesus. As I use Yanni as an example, God will wrap you in a new foil of greatness this year and everything dead will be renewed, will be restored and will be resurrected in the name of Jesus. You haven't seen anything yet. I believe there's a God of heaven that will step into your life. I believe there will be a knocking on your door, a knocking in your email, a knocking in your life, a knocking in your children's life, a coming together, a clicking together. Every person that's eluded you, run away from you, they will start to come together because it is not you that is running after them anymore. They will run after you because there's a magnetic force pulling you. I want you to stand right now. Something of God on the inside of you will make you go to your boas. Young ones, stop looking around. Stop looking around. Stop looking around. Because when God takes the center stage of your life, look at this. He will hold everything together. It will click. It will come together. Because this year, God's magnetic force will not only restore will not only rename you, but he would resurrect anything dead that's supposed to live in your life. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, Call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.